Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to Crisis of Crime. My name is Rachel Means and I'm a criminologist. Thank you so much for choosing to hang out with me today. So we officially have a new president as of Wednesday. Today is Friday, TJF. It's the 22nd and Joe Biden is now president of the United States. So that's pretty exciting. But in honor of this transition of power, I thought we could look backwards for a little while mainly about our previous president, Donald Trump. So the main thing I want to look at with Donald Trump is not, uh, you know, what crimes he allegedly has committed, but more of, you know, why was he doing that? Why was he committing those crimes? So first off, I just want to briefly kind of go over, you know, what he's been alleged to have committed that includes the impeachments and um, just some other violations. So we'll talk about that really quick. And then we can talk about why. Because he's different. We'll just start with his presidency. So he's the very first president in all of history to be impeached twice. For his first impeachment, it was two different articles of impeachment. There was abuse of power and obstruction of justice. So his abuse of power was that call to Ukraine where he pretty much asked Vladimir Zelensky to dig up dirt on Joe Biden. In return, he would give him the military aid that they had promised to give anyways. And then the second article was obstruction of justice. And that was pretty much from when people in his administration were receiving subpoenas for uh, testimony and documents. He was telling them not to hand them over. So he was obstructing justice. Obstruction is impeding an investigation for a corrupt purpose. So he was impeding that investigation by not letting his administration hand over the documents or testimonies. Uh, Because when things are subpoenaed, pretty much you are required to hand over that evidence. And he was saying, don't do it. So he was obstructing. And that first impeachment happened in December of 2019. And he was acquitted in February. For the second impeachment, he was recently impeached on January 13th, just a few days before the end of his term. But he was impeached for inciting an insurrection. And this was when he pretty much encouraged his supporters to have an insurrection at the Capitol building. And an insurrection is a violent uprising against an authority or government. So they will be holding the Senate trial for that in the coming days. Now, other than his two impeachments, he also has allegedly been accused of other crimes, other forms of obstruction besides the one in Ukraine, such as the Mueller investigation. He was trying to get Robert Mueller fired and then make it look like he wasn't trying to get him fired. So he was trying to obstruct that investigation, which was into the Russian interference in the 2016 election. He's also been accused of perjury, which is lying under oath or lying to a federal agent. He's been accused of bribery, which we talked about a little bit before, but it's asking for something of value in exchange for carrying out an official act. Allegedly, he would give priority to foreign leaders who paid to stay at his hotels and resorts, essentially bribing people to spend money on his businesses to give them priority time, uh, which would be illegal as a president. He's also been accused of conspiring to defraud the United States. So this would be if he were to agree to obstruct the work of a federal agency. And this is coming about from him trying to obstruct the the workings of the U.S. Postal Service 
in lieu of the 2020 election to try to not let mail-in ballots get there on time or to just not get there at all. He's also been accused of campaign finance violations, paying off Stormy Daniels with campaign funds. And then, of course, there are the numerous, numerous cases of sexual misconduct and sexual assault. According to The Independent, it's around 93 alleged cases of sexual misconduct or sexual assault. So I want to talk more about why. Why does he commit crimes like this? Why is his rap sheet so long, allegedly? And when I first started thinking about Donald Trump and why he commits the crimes that he does, the very first crime theory that came to mind was anime. An anime is a crime theory where people are committing crimes in order to look legitimate. If you've watched or listened to my crime series podcast where I talk about the anime theory, the example that I give is the movie Catch Me If You Can because Frank Abagnale Jr. was committing um, forgery to forge you know, his pilot's license and his law degree and his medical degree so that he could have these very prestigious jobs and look like he was very successful on the outside. But in reality, he was committing crimes and he hadn't actually earned any of those things. So anime was the first thing that came to mind because Trump tries so hard to act like he is this very rich and powerful person. And he's had all of these different businesses from you know, stakes to real estate to a university and just putting his name on everything. And so trying to just be the biggest, richest billionaire person that people are going to admire and be jealous of. And like, I feel like that's his goal. But the fact is that that he is attempting to look legitimate on the outside. Meanwhile, it's likely that he is committing crimes in order to get there. But the more I thought about Trump, the more I also realized that, yes, when he's in certain circles, when he's around other rich people or when he's around his fans, yes, he's trying to come off as very legitimate and very wealthy and successful. But at the same time, He doesn't really care what other people think, like investigators or the FBI or police or something like that. People who are questioning his validity. He doesn't really care that much. Yes, he wants people to believe things and he's very good at convincing people. And as long as he has that base believing him, then the people that are questioning him, he doesn't really care. And... I started to think, you know, why would it be that he wouldn't care if like the FBI or, you know, Robert Mueller, who's investigating him, why doesn't he care if they think that he's not legitimate or that he's committed crimes? And I realized it's because of deterrence. So pretty much what deterrence theory is saying is that the punishment for the crime is going to deter people or a person from wanting to commit that crime. And there are two different types of deterrence. There's specific and general. And specific is if you commit a crime and you're punished and you didn't like that punishment, well, you're not going to commit that crime again because you don't want to receive that punishment again. So the example that I usually give when I'm teaching deterrence is shoplifting. If you get caught shoplifting and you get a big fine, you're likely not going to shoplift again because you don't want to have to pay a fine again. 
General deterrence, on the other hand, is when you see somebody else get caught for a crime and you see them get punished and then you decide, I don't want to commit that crime either because I don't want that punishment. Uh, So the example I usually give here is getting pulled over. If you see somebody pulled over on the side of the road by a cop, you usually check your speedometer and you make sure you're not speeding because you don't want to get pulled over also. So why would deterrence be important for Trump? It's not that he's being deterred. It's that he is not being deterred, which is the fascinating part. I think a lot of this has to come from his place of privilege and that privilege coming from being a white cis male who's extremely wealthy and has essentially been able to get away with just about anything. If we look at specific deterrence for him, you know, he's been able to pay people off, even just like Stormy Daniels. His supporters, you know, didn't really blink an eye. Yes, he got impeached, but not for that. So if he committed that crime again and he received the same kind of punishment that he did this last previous time, there wasn't like a lot of deterrence there for him. So what's stopping him from doing it again? And for general deterrence, he can look around and see other very wealthy people getting away with crimes. Yes, Jeffrey Epstein was finally arrested after a very long time, but I remember hearing in the Netflix documentary about him that he was arrested for soliciting a minor and it was like a $500 fee and that was it. And so even just seeing that like, oh, your friend only paid $500 for literally having sex with a minor. It's like, oh, well, that's obviously not going to deter him. It's like this for a lot of very wealthy people in our country. There's just not a lot of consequences for people who have a ton of money. And our whole legal system is built that way, that if you have money, you're able to get out of things. So for Donald Trump committing his crimes, yes, I think anime is a part of it. I think deterrence is a part of it. But another big part of it, I think, is the biosocial theory. And I've talked about this a few times, where both your biological factors and your sociological factors can influence whether or not you are going to commit a crime. So anybody that listens to Donald Trump talk, if somebody's just looking from an outside perspective, listening to him talk and how he talks about people and about women and people that don't look like him, you can tell that there is a lack of empathy there. You can also tell in how he communicates with people that he doesn't agree with or with the press that he's irritable and he he doesn't bite his tongue and he tweets just everything that comes into his head. So I think it's safe to say that he's impulsive. He tends to do the extreme of everything. And so I would assume that he also suffers from low arousal. And I think that also shows in how he, you know, he's constantly having to have stimuli around him. He's either constantly watching Fox News or some other form of media, or he's out doing a rally, or he's, you know, arguing with someone on Twitter. But it's like he can't just chill. Like, I wonder if he's ever just like sat alone with his thoughts. But those are clear indicators in someone's behavior that they're much more likely to commit criminal acts. So those are the biological factors, but he also has sociological factors. And I really think a lot of it comes down to his relationship with his dad. It's no secret that Trump had some major daddy issues. I mean, his dad was ruthless and demanding. He was racist. He was once arrested at a KKK gathering, rally, whatever you want to call it. And according to 
Donald Trump's niece, Mary Trump. She wrote a book, kind of a tell-all, about Trump growing up, what it was like in their family, their family dynamics, and how he interacted with his dad. And it was very eye-opening. So Trump was very in need of affection from his father, and he never received it. And his dad also drilled it into him that there was nothing worse in the world than losing. And so we see this now in Donald Trump that it's unacceptable to lose to the point where he, I believe, has like delusions about lo- like if he if he's losing in something, he has to create an alternate reality for himself where he's not. And this could be like the claims of fraud and the election because he has to have some kind of rationale in his mind for why he's actually not losing or else he will I I think he would just break down, like not be able to handle it. And this is my opinion. I am not a psychologist, but this is just from my observation. So yeah, but kind of coming back full circle, when we look at the crimes that he's allegedly committed, like in the first impeachment trial, the abuse of power and the obstruction of justice, I think those really come down to the deterrence theory that he was not deterred. Like he didn't think he was going to get in trouble for committing these crimes, in which he was kind of right because he did get impeached, but he also got acquitted. So he pretty much got a slap on the hand for committing these crimes. And so when that's your deterrence, a slap on the hand, it's not really going to stop you from doing it. People thought, okay, after he gets impeached, maybe he will get better. Um, But it wasn't the case. And just looking down his rap sheet, like the perjury, the bribery, the conspiracy to defraud the U.S., the campaign finance violations. I think a lot of that would be in line with the deterrence theory. But I also think it lines up with biosocial, especially when it comes to those behavior traits. Because a lot of these these things he has been accused of, such as conversations that he's having where he's essentially bribing people, um, I, I don't think he thinks things through before he says them. And that's that impulsivity. And so when he tells, you know, Vladimir Zelensky, I need you to do me a favor. I don't know if he like planned that out before it or if he was just in that phone call and just, you know, said what was on his mind and didn't think about the consequences. So it's kind of the two mixed together. As far as the sexual misconduct and assault, I think that also has to do with biosocial and how he saw his father treating women and then not being able to control his impulses. I think that probably has a lot to do with lack of empathy and just dehumanizing women and seeing them as objects. And because he's rich and powerful, he probably felt like he was entitled to certain things, including access to women's bodies. So it's kind of funny that when I first thought of Donald Trump, anime theory was the first one that came to mind. But yet when I actually look at his rap sheet and the crimes that he has allegedly committed, it's not even one that comes to mind when I look at them. But I think the essence of Donald Trump, I just, when I think about him, there's just so much, I just feel like it's all a facade, you know? And we don't know what's real and what's fake. And you know, what his intentions are behind things and if he's just trying to impress people or make them like him. And so I think that's why Anime was the first one that came to mind because it's just like it's committing crimes to be able to look legitimate. But it it's it might not even be the crimes on his rap sheet, but it just the way he is in general, the way that he lies. If lying 
was a crime in everyday life, then that would fall into the anime theory because he is just trying so, so hard to convince people that he is, you know, this great businessman and this very wealthy person and that he has all the answers. And of course, after four years of him being president, we know that that is absolutely not the case. Okay, well, that is everything I wanted to talk about today. Thank you all so much for tuning in and listening. And I hope that nobody saw this episode as just like Trump bashing. That wasn't my intention. He's just, he's a very interesting case study when it comes to criminological theory. He's, he was kind of a conundrum. So I really just wanted to work through it. It wasn't my intention to try to just sit here and, you know, rag on him the entire time, but really to just deep dive and to see like why he behaves the way that he does. But that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you would like to learn more about me and what I do, please visit www.crisisofcrime.com. There you will find my podcast as well as other videos. You'll also find links to my social media pages such as TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you're enjoying this podcast and you would like to support it, please visit patreon.com slash crisisofcrime where you can donate to help me keep doing what I'm doing because I love doing it. If you're not a big fan of Patreon, which I totally get because it's like a monthly donation kind of thing, but you still are interested in supporting me and helping me do what I do because this does cost money, unfortunately. Um, I do have Cash App and Venmo, so I will put the links in the description. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I always appreciate your support. Please stay safe. Wash your hands, wear your mask. I love you guys, and I will see you next time.